It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. It is Sunday. We are recording this. I say we. It's such a a bad habit to get into. Uh, As many people uh, watched the show last week, episode 198, saw something they had never seen before, saw something that they thought would never happen. And that was the very first solo episode of this podcast. I, Brian, uh, took on the reins. I ran the show. Ron was on vacation. He went to uh, the Bahamas. Apparently, that is more important than his uh, uh, sworn duty to join me every Sunday doing this podcast. Apparently, um, there is no internet. There is no Wi-Fi in the Bahamas. Otherwise, he would have joined. Um, And uh, the feedback, the feedback from last week's episode, so compellingly positive, so outrageously fantastical. The people were, were spoke and they spoke in masses. They said more. We want more Brian. We want less Ron. In fact, am I live? Am I on now, Ron? Am I here? Is that is that you, Brian? Um, is that you, Ron? Ron? I, I Ron. apologize for being late. Um, I, I attempted to log into the website, and I it seemed like I was locked out. Um, I had to, you know, show my fifty one percent ownership uh, to the folks at uh, Streamyard to get back in. So I'm not exactly sure. They said someone may have changed my access, but uh, there I'm not were to. Okay. Uh, throw any accusations your way. I forgot to mention to you that there was an attempted hack Mm. um, uh, coming from overseas, Eastern Europe. So what I needed to do was I had to just basically build the account from scratch. Mm, I could have sworn that I assigned you the same privileges that I gave myself. And I'm I'm terribly sorry for whatever reason. The screen back. Uh, oh, that feels better. I need to be on the left-hand side of the screen. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, it, it feels is, great to have you back, Ron. It is episode 199 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Yes, Brian, thank you for, for last week. Um, I have been back in the States for a little less than uh, 24 hours. Um, I've been uh, on the phone with uh, our producer, Matt Beaker, for most of that time, uh, reviewing the emails and the voicemails uh, that came in since you did last week's episode. Uh, I did attempt to reach out to you prior to the episode, Brian, uh, to go over some of these items, and uh, I seem to keep going to voicemail, so I don't know um, what that what that challenge was. Um, I have my do not notify. Um, uh, sorry about that. So are you okay if we just kind of go over some of these items here? What items? Um, uh, just a few uh, corrections from last week. Um, I would like, you know, first, I, I like to look at this as a, a, what we call in the HR world as a praise sandwich. Uh, you want to start off with, you know, something positive and then get the constructive criticism and finish on a high note. Uh, So I'll say this, kudos to you uh, for doing a uh, one hour and uh, 40 minute show in my absence last week, a supersized episode, 198 was. Um, Matt is still 
working on cleaning that episode up. He is uh, he is cutting out your uh, your random musical interludes, uh, times when you would. Ramble seems like a harsh word. You would you would you would diverge from the topic. Let's say. Um, Fair. So he's cleaning that up. Uh, again, you did an hour, 40 minutes. Uh, he thinks it's going to be probably around a tight 32 minutes once he uh, he cuts a lot of that uh, that excess stuff out. Um, so can uh, people were reaching out. Can, can I address some of the corrections from last week? I'm sure you only have a couple. I know we oh, have yeah. a lot to get to. I know we have uh, we're going to talk about your vacation. Yep. We have some COVID news. We have um, beef of the week. We have drink of the week. All the we usual. have. Um, we've got uh, 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 everything that's going on in the Ukraine to talk about. We have sports stuff to talk about. But this has got to stop. Sorry, I had to break that out again. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, you uh, said last week you referred to your long form COVID. Um, which seemed more appropriate uh, for taxes. Uh, apparently, uh, it is uh, long haul COVID uh, that you meant to say. Um, you kept making a lot of noises, um, drinking and whatnot, uh, which you would refer to at times correctly as ASMR, uh, but also would call it AMSR at times, uh, which is uh, Advanced Microwave Scanning Radiometer. Uh, so a lot of our satellite fans out there were a little confused uh, about that. Um, oh, you, uh, you, you misplaced the sound effects, but to your credit, you tried to make some up. Uh, but the, the very astute uh, farming listeners out there, when you made the moo sound for Beef of the Week, um, a lot of people picked up on the fact that in the actual sound effect we use, that's a red Angus cow, um, where yours was closer to a Holstein Frisian cow, but but close. Um, our male fans in the forty to fifty nine demographic uh, enjoyed your Bill Burr in Philadelphia reference, um, so that that percentage of the uh, of the audience enjoyed it. Uh, what else did we receive here? Oh, we received a very strongly worded letter uh, from Visit Williamsburg uh, due to the fact that you did not realize that there was a Williamsburg in Virginia as well as Brooklyn when doing your drink of the week. Um, what else? And then just from a standard English language standpoint, uh, you were talking about Ukraine, how people were dislocated from their families. Uh, no one really knew what you meant. They thought maybe you meant uh, separated. Uh, you said audacious instead of audacious at one point. A uh, few people pointed that out. And hold uh, on a second. Fuck you. You mispronounce more words than documentary. I'm just, documentary. I'm just going off of the feedback we got. Um, also, in talking about the Patreon, uh, you said uh, that we did that to taste our beaks, um, which I believe the actual phrase is uh, is wet our beaks. But um, again, we're still going through a lot of the uh, a lot of the emails. Uh, Stuyvesant High School uh, did reach out to us to let us know that after listening to that podcast, they were revoking your diploma um, and asking you to repeat some courses. Um, and I'm still not sure. What point of last week's podcast caused the Anti-Defamation League and the Nation of Islam uh, to issue a joint statement denouncing the podcast? I have not, wow. come, across, not come across that point just yet. Um, but again, uh, you, you put content out there. Uh, you brought joy to the masses. So um, that's all I can say. So thank you, my friend, for, uh, for, for taking care of the show last week. 
Now, much like the mail-in vote in Pennsylvania in 2020, isn't it possible that going through the um, listener feedback right now, you've you've really landed on the section of corrections and that the um, comments you have yet to review, um, that that is where you're going to see a overwhelming majority come in with, great job, Brian. Um, uh, uh, Brian should own 51%. Goodbye, Ron. Ron needs to go on vacation. Like, isn't it possible that when we get to the final tally of the uh, of the emails and letters, I mean, the, the mail system is still slow because of the That's pandemic. It. It's very possible. We've we've only gone through about 20% of the feedback we've received from last week. So, so uh, if, is- if that's the case, I will let you know um, during okay. next week's episode. That's fair. I, and I know you are a man of your word. I That's know you're right. a man of integrity, of honesty, of. Yes. Audaciousness. Well, let's get this. Uh, let's get this. Uh, Ron and Brian episode 199 going correctly uh, with drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Uh, just uh, of a the couple week. of quick of comments week. here in the feed. First off, welcome Samantha, uh, joining us from the West Coast, longtime listener, uh, first time watcher. Appreciate you being here. And uh, Janelle commenting that I came from the Bahamas with the same complexion I went in. I have a little bit of a tan. I actually even have. I see it right here. I see it in your feeling. cheeks. Yep. Yeah. A little sunburn on the arms and legs, but uh, we'll we'll get into that when we uh, discuss vacation. Brian, what are you drinking this week? This week, compliments of the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island. I am drinking some of Long Island's finest. We're talking Montauk Brewing Company. They've got something that they call the Wave Chaser IPA. Now, you may be asking yourself, hey, Brian, why is this compliments of the Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York? Well, my friend's Life of Agony played a concert there on Friday night. And um, the fine venue backstage basically took one of those blue and white coolers that they filled it with beer. Now, one of the fun things about Life of Agony is that they're really not big beer drinkers. So therefore, after the show, good old Brian found a large box that was empty and basically filled it with beer and bottles of water. So I'll be um, I've got like eight of these I need to go through between this week and next week. Um, so I'm drinking. I am drinking their Wave Chaser. Mm-mm. It's an it's an American IPA from Long Island. Um, it's it's it's. I would describe it as medium amber in color. I would say that it's a it's moderately hoppy, with an average ABV coming in six point four percent. Ooh, nice. Montauk Brewing Company. They love everything the ocean provides. Fish to feed friends. Winds to fill boat sails. Water to cool down. And of course, waves, combining four hot varieties to pack this IPA with incredible tropical and pine aromas. May this beer lead you to endless waves everywhere you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Wave Chaser IPA from Montauk Brewing. I liked beer. Well, it's actually... mm, mm. 
It was, um, it's the, uh, it's the aftertaste. It's that oh. bitter hoppy aftertaste goes. It's, it ta- it's very tasty when it's on the palate. It is very fun while you're swallowing it. But, uh, the, the bitter aftertaste is something that's going to be a, a hard pill to swallow. I understand. And you were off of IPAs, but uh, you cannot turn down free beer. I know how that is. Beggars can't be choosers, and I cannot turn down free beer. So a valid question uh, from Billy asking you, is it Montauk, New York, or Montauk, Virginia? This is legitimately a New York beer. Thank you right. very much. Moving on, Ron, yeah. what have you brought to the table? I imagine you brought some beer back from the Bahamas. Uh, I did not bring beer back. Uh, I did, however, stop in the uh, duty-free store in the airport, and I brought back some Red Turtle Vodka. Uh, this is uh, uh, a product of the island of the Bahamas. It is pink sand filtered. Not quite sure why, but it is. And it is 40% alcohol content so i figured i'd do a shot of that to get started off and then i'm gonna mix together a little drink so let's see how this uh how this red turtle vodka is he t- oh he downs the whole shot like a man because he's like i like it really uh, it's yeah it's actually very good what i like is that ron's doing shots of vodka and this happens to be the final sunday of march which means that tonight at 9 30 eastern standard time we on our patreon will be doing something that we call our after dark pajama party where um, we invite our patreon subscribers at the silver or higher level to come on the show with us um traditionally it has been one of the high points of the month this month probably not so much considering that i crushed last month last week's episode um so strong by doing it myself um sometimes i do it best by myself ladies and gentlemen That's what we hear and midgets um little people excuse me um but this week is the pajama party so right now if you're watching this live you got an hour and 15 to go over to patreon.com go to our page go to, you know what it's easier go to our website Click on the link on the upper right-hand corner. Join Patreon if you haven't already. Subscribe to the Ron and Brian podcast page, and you will get a link to watch our pajama party. When Ron starts doing hard liquor, I'm going to tell you something. He it's takes it time. up a notch or two, and sometimes three. So uh, it's going to be a good one tonight. Also, I have a prepared Can You Beat Ron for March? I looked at the last one we did was November. I have been um, uh, somewhat, yes, pajamas are optional. Um, I love the commentary. Look at this. Pajamas optional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, come on the show and uh, um, we will be playing Can You Beat Ron? Previous editions have been um, based on a th- the traditional Thanksgiving meal. They've been based on um, horror movies. This month um, is uh, it's about women. This one's for the ladies. National um, Women's Month. And also, just to make sure um, that everybody realizes that if you can beat Ron, not tie him, if you can score more points than Ron during the Can You Beat Ron game, we will donate $25 to a charity of your choice. So um, and so, so it really is a, it's just a, a great thing for, for everyone across the board. We've got a game tonight. We've got an hour. If you haven't already signed up, sign up now. Go do it, and uh, you'll be able to uh, watch Ron get sloppy. All sloppy right. Ron's the best. 
It's a fun time. In the meantime, uh, what do we have? Beef of the week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, uh, what's bothering you this week? I really hesitated on this one. Okay. Um, I was going to come with some some fluff. I was going to come with something that was just a, a mild annoyance, but uh, wasn't really uh, uh, anything that was just too big. And uh, over the past, I would say maybe 48, 72 hours, um, a real beef, one that, you know, I don't take lightly, um, has emerged within my head. And uh, you know me, I, I, I don't really get personal very much. Um, I, I, I like being transparent, but even there are some things I like to keep behind the curtain. Right. Uh, but this week, I'm going to bring it out there. I'm going to bring it out there and be very genuine right now. Um, it's people who take PMA too far. What's PMA? Positive mental attitude. Oh, all right. Um, uh, as, as some people are aware, uh, my father has been in the hospital, in and out of uh, uh, facilities for the past, at this point, we're going on three months. Um, he's had COVID. He had a stroke. He broke his hip. Um, and now over the past two weeks or so, he has pretty much stopped eating, um, which means that, uh, in my opinion... Um, and I'm not a doctor, but uh, everything I've learned about the uh, the human body, um, and even I've gotten some indications from doctors. But you know, uh, uh, he will uh, his days on this planet are numbered. Um, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but uh, when people stop eating, that's usually a sign. Um, what has really tr- gotten to me, and, and it's gotten worse over the last you know couple days or so, is that as I'm trying to tell people what's going on. I'm, tr- I'm actually, um, I guess, being more forthcoming with details to try to let people know, hey, this is this is kind of coming up. And what has really irked me and driven me crazy are people who turn around and say, oh, you know what? I'm sure he's going to turn it around. He'll be back on his feet in no time. Uh, it's just, you know, don't worry about it. He's going to start eating again and he'll be back. You'll, you just, you know, don't even uh, don't even worry about it. You know, uh, he's going to be here for a long time, buddy. And then they slap me on the back or whatnot. And it's like, I'm trying to tell you something here. Do me a favor. Put your lifestyle behind um, and accept what I'm telling you, that uh, this is going to be something bad. That is my beef of the week. Understandable. I would, uh, I would, I can, I can certainly empathize with that. <clears throat> of all people, I'm sure you could also. It's like, I think people have uh, a... Uh, uncomfortableness when dealing with other people's like trauma and grief. So yes, uh, the, the go-to is to be like overly positive. And uh, sometimes you just need to be realistic and be like, yes, it's going to suck. And what you're about to go through is going to suck. And there are times where it is, you know, you're, you're, you're on the fence. It's 50% this way, 50, the other. And, um, you know, I can understand someone being, you know, being like, Hey, you know, choose to, to look on the, on, you know, the, the positive side of things. But as I'm sitting there telling people up to the point of the man's dying, it could be at any moment now, um, just to have somebody pat me on the back and be like, Hey, he's going to be back on his feet at, you know, at no time as they like walk away. It literally is like, I, if I could, um, if I could commit violence, I would, I would commit an act right then and there. 
So what you're saying is rather than going like 50-50, they should really think in their heads and go 51% one way, 49% another. Ron, what's your beef of the week? <laughs> My beef of the week. I cannot week. believe, in all honesty, in all honesty, I just opened up on this podcast in a way that I have never done before, and you decided to respond to it with a weak joke about a running bit that we've been doing on this podcast for two years. Really, truly insensitive on your part. That's why uh, I don't want to be a, give you PMA, so I did the exact opposite. Ron, it's yeah. now your turn. Beef of the week, go for it. Beef of the week. My beef this week is with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. That's right. Uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton are my beef of the week. Um, as some of you may or may not know, they have been taking a tour of the Caribbean. Uh, they were down in the uh, in the Bahamas at the same time I was. They actually got to the Bahamas on um, Thursday uh, for an event in downtown Nassau on Friday for something called the Queen's uh, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, whatever sure. that was. Um, they're actually staying in my hotel. Uh, I was at the Royal at Atlantis, and there is a bridge that connects the two towers with this humongous suite over the top of it. Apparently they were staying there. Um, so I had, we initially had to change our plans about, you know, we we're thinking about possibly going into downtown Nassau on Friday. Everyone was like, don't do that. The roads are going to be closed, security everywhere, whatever. Sure. So that was fine. So then Saturday is the day yesterday, the day we're going to fly home. We had like a, like a 2.40 flight that would have gotten us home around like six o'clock. So not too, uh, not too shabby. Um, we're, we're checking the flight coming in. There was a flight that left Philly that was going to land in Nassau. That was the plane we were going to get on to go home. So we're sitting there. We're at the airport. We're like, we're good. We're good to go. And then all of a sudden, the departure time jumped from like 2.40 to like 4.15. And all of a mm. sudden, our plane's in Miami. We're like, what the hell is going on? Well, this, this was a direct flight. What the hell is going on? Um, and then the, the flight just eventually got kept getting pushed later and later and later. And I mean, we got home by the time we got to the airport, got our luggage, got home. We didn't get home till like after 10 last night. So apparently what happened and the, and the stewardess, uh, God bless her, was willing to throw some shade on the Royals when we got on the plane. Apparently what happened is uh, because they've been getting such a negative reaction um, as they've been traveling uh, through the uh, through the Caribbean, uh, you know, because of the whole thing when the UK owned those islands and there sure. was and everything else, and uh, Prince William came, uh, didn't really apologize, just said it was, you know, just not good, but didn't apologize. So they decided to take off early. Um, so because of that, they had to clear all the airspace in and around, you know, the Bahamas, um, and our flight was was caught up in that did not have enough fuel to circle around the Bahamas for the hour or so that they would needed to. So they got diverted to Miami um, to refuel and then had to fly from Miami back to the Bahamas, which is only like a half hour flight. But because it screwed up all the flights, they had to wait till there was an actual gate that they could land at. It, they just jacked up our entire day. That's my beef, Brian. It is not as serious as yours. I will give you that much. But uh, so my father's dying in the hospital. That's and 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 your beef is that your um flight had to go back to Miami before it could come pick you up. I had I had a few hour delay, Brian. That is my beef. 
the general public uh, was my beef of the past week being on vacation, but um, we can certainly get into that more as we talk about vacation. Can we slide into how was Ron's vacation? Uh, we can definitely. I mean, I feel like now would be a good time. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, I've had a very trying week. I don't know about you. Um, you know, for the past uh, week, I've been uh, traveling back and forth to um, a hospital um, out in Long Island to visit my father. Some days, you know, he was uh, um, interactive. Some days, very lethargic, um, not really uh, awake much. Um, it's very emotionally hard to see your father that way. Um, it's hard to see any parent in that in that form. Um, but Ron, tell me about your week. How was it? Tell me about tell me about the trips to the beach. I Tell mean, me about the playing in the water, the ocean. I would say, uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I want to say magical. Um, we were uh, we were traveling uh, with the Jardies on vacation, um, so uh, always uh, enjoyable to uh, be traveling with another couple. Really uh, makes for uh, for a fun time. Um, you know, we did a uh, we did a walking history tour of the Bahamas with food and drinks on Monday. Uh, we flew out to Staniel Key on Tuesday so we could do a full tour of uh, swimming with the pigs and uh, Iguana Island and uh, sandbars and swimming with nurse sharks and everything else. Um, and then just, uh, you know, we uh, we went out to the fish fry area there, had some great food, walked around downtown, uh, went to Senior Frogs, tried to relive our, our younger days by going to, to Senior Frogs down there. And yes, a lot of beach time, a lot of pool time. A lot of drinking, a lot of great meals. Uh, I love the Bahamas. I'm not going to lie. If you uh, if you ever get a chance, um, head down to Nassau. Just beautiful, uh, beautiful sun, beautiful water, beautiful beaches. The people are fantastic. The people are very friendly, very welcoming. Um, the uh, the other people that visit Nassau, uh, just the general public is just disgusting, Brian. And uh, it's just that was the only uh, the only drawback. How so? Uh, just, uh, you know, people are very, just, uh, kind of rude. They don't keep an eye on their kids. I think I got mm-hmm. run into by multiple children cause, uh, no one keeps an eye on their kids. Um, just, uh, you know, if it weren't for the people, I could vacation all the time. So if you could own the Bahamas all by yourself and you could treat people there that, um, you could treat them like they were underlings, that they were peasants, peons, <laughs> Um, you would do that. That would be something that you'd be interested uh, in. I would not. So I would it, not do that. It almost feels like if you had the opportunity to do what the British royal family did for <laughs> hundreds of years, you also would have taken that opportunity. Am I right, or or, or am I misreading the situation here? I, I think you're misreading it uh, a mm. touch, just a little mm. bit, just a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nassau is great. Uh, again, the, the the people there are great. Um, fun fact, if you don't realize this, Brian, there are no, uh, native Bahamians in the Bahamas. And you can thank Mr. Christopher Columbus for that. So he brought people to an empty Island. Uh, no, he, uh, was, uh, he was responsible for eradicating, uh, 100% of the indigenous population. Oh shit. I did not know that. So it's a, it's a big mix. A lot of, uh, a lot of Haitians, a lot of Greek. Um, just, uh, but no native people there anymore. Not even a history. They, they, even the history was eradicated. Thanks to him. Did you show any patience for the Haitians? (laughs) Constantly. 
fact, our, our tour guide on Monday was Haitian. She's delightful. And so you want to hear something weird. We were there in November of 2019, took this food and walking tour. And the tour guide, Lisa, was fantastic. It was She'd only been working there a few months. We, we booked this tour again because we wanted the Jardies to go with it because that's how good it was. Got the same exact tour guide, and she was just as wonderful as she was the first time. Very good. Um, was there um, was there a uh, um, did you were you able to talk to people about what the their pandemic experience has been? Um, I imagine this is your first time out of the country since the pandemic started. It is. I mean, uh, so Lisa, our tour guide, had a chance to talk about it because apparently it's you know it's just been recently that they have been allowing people. Uh, on a larger scale to come back in the country. Um, you know, it really was a case of where the country initially just shut down completely. Um, the government spent billions of dollars to support people. Um, and it was also kind of uh, an awakening for the people there because they are so heavily reliant on tourism that they realize that they need to now kind of diversify and, you know, you know, find other um, you know, other income streams to their economy and, and see what else they can do to, you know, not be as reliant on tourism because if something like this were to happen again, obviously they would have a very similar impact. Have they thought about getting into the crypto game? Um, possibly. There there was some ads for crypto floating around. Maybe some uh, data mining farms, uh, you possibly. know, uh, Yes, Janelle, we did uh, we did go snorkeling. We actually got to go to uh, a grotto where they uh, had filmed uh, Thunderball, the 007 movie that was in that that uh, that film. So yeah, it was a, a good time was had by all. Um, uh, another killer comment is clothing optional in the Bahamas. We uh, there were a couple of uh, beaches that our cab driver told us about, uh, but we did not make it over that way. OK, that was. That's something that I would like to see you and the wife uh, uh, partake in. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the next time uh, we go down to the Bahamas, uh, you will be able to join us that time. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, maybe next time I won't have a parent who's in the hospital. Um, but, you know, no, no, I, I, you enjoy your vacation. I'm sure that that meant a lot to you and the, and the wife. Yes. Thank you. Brian, what would you like to talk about this week? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the fact that you... Um, are uh, self-centered. Let's talk about Ukraine, Russia, the war. What is going on, Ron? I mean, it, it seems, from what I'm reading, it seems that Russia has still not been able to uh, make headway into the capital of Kiev. I read the other day that Ukraine is in a situation of having uh, more Russian POWs than they can handle at this point between the the armies that they are capturing and are surrendering. Um, I mean, if they thought of genocide, just kill these guys. I mean, it's uh, you know, I think I think if it was the other way around, I think the Russians would think of that, but I don't sure. know. Sure, Ukraine is leaning that way, uh, but it feels like. You know, we it's getting to a point where Russia is going to have to um, admit defeat. You know, I think it, it's it's shaping up to be a very similar situation as their invasion of Afghanistan in the '80s, um, where you know it was it was a protracted campaign where they weren't able to gain ground, and sure. the, the cost of human lives, the cost of equipment. Like I, I saw a photo of one of the cities down there where they had lined up all of the Russian. Uh, vehicles that they had captured, and it was it was in the hundreds. I mean, it's just just insane. Uh, what are you What are you hearing from your folks on the Ukraine side? Uh, my family's uh, is uh, historically Russian, not literally uh, not your Ukrainian. Your, your people. I know you've got people uh, over there 
Um, what are they? What are they? What's the intel that they're getting to you? The intel that I am getting is an acknowledgement that um, the Russian military, while albeit uh, more powerful than the Ukrainian, um, is uh, has fallen uh, incredibly short than where the world's expectations of the Russian military's performance was going to be. Um, this was, uh, by all estimations, expected to be a week or two in terms of amount of time it was going to take um, the powerhouse Russia to, um, to overpower um, and put in a, a, a puppet government in the Ukraine. You're, we are now looking at over a month and really, you're, you're, I don't want to say that we're in a quagmire already, but they have been stymied um, uh, in, in so many different cases. Um, what you're, you're, uh, you're getting is a lot of, um, of uh, uh, intelligence from the West being flowed over to the Ukrainian military and the government. You are seeing weaponry that is being passed down, albeit not directly from uh, America. But more so, um, what is most surprising to people is how ineffective Russia's military has performed on its own. Um, earlier, I believe this weekend, the um, Russian military actually terminated the uh, uh, general in charge of the first tank division um, that had been tasked with going into uh, Ukraine. And what the most surprising factor of it was, was that for you know the first, I would say the second and third week of the uh, invasion, everybody, there was a lot of talk of, hey, at some point, Russia is going to start sending their best. And that's going to be the, the wave of when this really turns. Um, uh, and what, oh, wow. what we've now found, ooh, that's harsh. That seems like Janelle is rooting for the Russians. All right, well, it, anyway. it does feel that way. Um, but it seemed, but 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 by firing the 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 general, of the first tank division, what the what Russia basically just advertised is that they did send their best of the best in tanks. Right. Um, it was the 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 method that they decided where they were going to use to overpower was to flood the country with their with their their best tank divisions, and that has been an utter failure. So there is no. Um, uh, a second wave that will be better than the first. I think um, what is most dangerous is going to be the next phase of this war, because now you're looking at a Russia that um, really does not have options to um, scale back, you know, in terms of saving face. So now what you're looking at is a much more dangerous Putin, a much more dangerous Russian military, where they're go where they're more likely going to be using uh, more destructive, less um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, you know, less specific types of uh, uh, missiles. They're going to be launching them at civilian centers. They are going to be attacking um, uh, uh, individuals, no longer military install installations. They're not going to be going after infrastructure. Now they're going to start waging a war of terror on the Ukrainian people because they realize that, that their plan originally is not going to work. Their second plan failed. So the third plan is just using their massive amounts of missiles and bombs, and this is where they're going to most likely really inflict a lot of ugly damage. A right. lot of innocent civilians are going to die, and there's a lot of people who live in New Jersey who like to post witty little things on Twitter um, and Facebook about their day, and you know um, are, are suddenly going to be um, faced um, with the reality of of the ugliness that's going on in the world.
All right. Well, we will continue to keep an eye on that. Brian, you are our uh, our foreign uh, expert here on the Ron and Brian podcast. Yes. So thank you. Uh, we appreciate your feedback. Uh, jumping back. Oh, oh, yes. Hold on. Can we comment one more thing about Russia, Ukraine before we move on? Of course. I did some research this week. I was not happy with what I saw. Okay. I was not happy. I was very concerned in all honesty. Um, and I feel like you and I may need to alter the messaging on the podcast of the show. Okay. Um, I did a quick search in uh, the history of our podcast. In fact, we've been on the air for so long that um, our uh, podcast host only provides 24 months of data. We got to talk to and them in, about that. And in that, in that time frame, we have more Russian downloads than Ukrainian downloads by a factor of five to one. Now, for every Ukraine download, for every download that's coming in from Ukraine, right. we are getting five in Russia. Well, here's my question, because uh, I saw those numbers you put up and it was disappointing. How does that equate on a uh, on a population basis? Um, oh, okay. Hold on a second now, my friend. Now you're talking about percentage of population. I'm talking about pure downloads. No, you can't just revise how we're going to be looking at something here. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that, um, uh, what we have to look at it is in terms of total downloads. Oh, right. wait a second. Now, if the Ukrainians want to start contributing money to the podcast, if they're looking to uh, uh, sponsor our beer, uh, uh, then uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like we, without we, a doubt. That I'll drink Ukrainian every day. Every day we'll drink Ukrainian beer. All right. Where are we moving on to, Ron? Uh, we were jumping back over to uh, the United States because I wanted to talk about this Redonda Wright story. Um, sure. I, I, just, uh, I just found out about... Uh, or heard about this past week. Um, so she was a nurse at the Vanderbilt University Medical Center down in Tennessee. Uh, there was a, a situation back in December of 2017 where she was involved in the death of a patient, Charlene Murphy. Uh, apparently, uh, Murphy was prescribed a sedative called Versed uh, to calm her before being scanned uh, in an MRI machine. Uh, Vaught was supposed to uh, get the Versid from a uh, computerized medicine cabinet, but ended up getting something called ver Vercuronium, which is a powerful paralyzer. And it ended up... Uh, Hold on. What was that one again? The second one you just named? <laughs> you just want to hear me stumble on the word again. Uh, no, no, no. Vercuronium. Vercuronium? Vercuronium, which is a paralyzer, apparently. I used to give that to all my dates back in college. Like that was my move was, was um, I would take them out for wings and beer. And when I was pouring their second drink, I would always put a little vercuronium in it. And 60% anyway. uh, of the time it worked every time. Anyway. Uh, so she injected Murphy and left her to be scanned. By the time the error was discovered, uh, Murphy was brain dead. She was taken off life Jesus support and, and died. And so, you know, obviously an obvious medical error. Um, there was, you know, there was policies in place 
supposedly at the medical center. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it came down to kind of human error, but human error based off of the way things, procedures were handled at this medical center. Sure. Um, now, the, the, the challenge is, you know, when Vaught was interviewed by, you know, law enforcement, you know, she said, I probably just killed a patient. She told, uh, she told the medical board that she had become complacent and distracted. So she, you know, she ends up getting stripped of her. She gets fired. She gets stripped of her nursing license. Well, in my, my, my dates in college were also getting stripped in 2019. Damn it, I wish I hadn't gone down that road. I'm I so know. ashamed that I'm joking about, um, for Vercuronium. Yeah, those uh, anyway. are the jokes I want to make, but it's 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 the low hanging fruit right now. Keep going, Ron. Sorry. So in 2019, she gets arrested and charged for this death. And when did the uh, death happen? In in December of 2017. Okay, so, so two years later, she year gets and a half charged later. in 2019. She goes on trial uh, starting a week before last and gets convicted of gross neglect of an impaired adult and negligent homicide, um, and faces <laughs> three to six years in prison for neglect one to two years for negligent homicide. And a lot of people are, are pointing to this as, you know, something that can really, you know, scare people off from getting into the nursing field. And it's sure. also apparently pointing out the difference between how mistakes by nurses are handled compared to how mistakes by doctors are handled. Um, doctors right. Very, but again, the fact that it was raised to the level of a, of a criminal issue and now a conviction, um, you know, really has drawn attention to this, but it's also now drawing attention to Vanderbilt University Medical Center itself, because it mm. seems like the issue is more systemic failures over the years at this medical center, which have, have seemingly not been addressed. So there, there was, um, and I have to give credit to a TikTok user, Muscles and Nursing. Which is that? No, no, fuck you. Fuck you. You are not making a reference to muscles in nursing for a TikTok username. You're um, not going to. You, you did not have to do that. You did that intentionally, you piece of garbage human being. You did that intentionally because you wanted to say muscles in nursing because you knew you would get a reaction out of me. And it did because I'm a sucker. I'm predictable. Uh, you, but so here's some cases that he pointed out at this same uh, medical center, this same sure. medical network. In 2017, two Vanderbilt University Medical Center doctors uh, said under oath that they mistakenly implanted a medical device in the wrong kidney. Uh, the patient, Jeez. Carla Miller, received a stent in the wrong kidney, which was then removed and placed in the correct kidney. But the damage done to her urinary system uh, required her to need dialysis for the rest of her life. Uh, mm -hmm. The mistake happened when urology resident Dr. Elizabeth Green announced the wrong side of Miller's body when the procedure began. And apparently, normally, the surgical team could have checked the site against an electronic whiteboard that displays the checklist of patient information. However, uh, the whiteboard was not working. So they just went ahead and did it without the equipment properly working. Uh, Miller sued Vanderbilt for $20 million and then died two months later due uh, from heart problems, uh, which the family lawyer plans to argue that the kidney issue contributed to her death. But both Green and Dr. Kelvin Moses the other doctor involved in the botched surgery kept their licenses and are still practicing today. Uh, in May 2011, Patricia Green Gaden underwent a thyroid biopsy in order to test for cancer. Uh, the results came back inconclusive, and the medical staff recommended further testing in order to determine whether or not she had cancer. Her, th her thyroid gland was surgically removed the next month. 
but the gland was lost before the doctors were able to complete the necessary tests. Uh, Vanderbilt what? Hospital, this is the best sentence of the article that I pulled this from. Vanderbilt Hospital did not deny that the gland was lost in their response, but claimed that the organ was not lost due to negligence. Run it by me again. So they, they agreed, they, they, they admitted that they lost the gland. Okay. But that the organ was not lost due to negligence. Oh, okay. So they're, they're trying to say it's, it was lost, but it's not our fault that we lost it. But they admitted they lost it in their care, but it wasn't because of negligence. Like, how else would you lose an organ? Okay. Anyway, uh, a jury would later award the woman $2 million in a lawsuit against uh, Vanderbilt Medical. What else do we have here? In March 2021, a $10 million lawsuit was filed against the Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt by the Ward family, who alleges they were given the remains of another child instead of their own son. Uh, Lisa Ward's son, Matthew, was admitted to the hospital with a serial, serious medical condition, and he died on October 1st. Uh, Vanderbilt released Matthew's remains to a funeral home for cremation, and when the family picked up the ashes, they were given photos taken by the funeral home, which showed a white baby, not their black 11-year-old son. Um, oh, my God. The funeral home confirmed that was the body with Matthew's ID tag that was released to them by Vanderbilt. Uh, the case is still going on, and no one can say for sure uh, where Matthew's remains are. Apparently, it's very difficult to do D uh, DNA testing on cremated remains. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, Ethan Slater went to the same children's hospital at Vanderbilt in 2012 for a tonsillectomy. When he had an allergic reaction to hydrocodone, doctors wrote him another prescription. <clears throat> uh, what was that prescription for, Brian? Hydrocodone? Liquid, liquid oxycodone. Uh, the dose prescribed to Ethan, 300 milligrams a day, exceeded the higher range of his recommended dosage by nearly three and a half times. The highest recommended range was 85 milligrams a day. After he received the second dose, Ethan was rushed back to Vanderbilt, suffering from respiratory depression and cardiac arrest, and had to be treated with Narcan uh, to reverse the overdose. Um, right. His mother sued both Vanderbilt and Walgreens, who filled the prescription, no disciplinary actions were taken against the doctor who wrote the incorrect prescription. Um, and then the other one was in April 2016, Chester Shoemaker, a 44-year-old nurse, was admitted to the Vanderbilt Medical Center suffering from a severe kidney infection. Uh, Dr. Gretchen Edwards, a second-year resident, accidentally placed a catheter into Shoemaker's right common carotid artery, which cut off blood circulation to the brain. By the time the error was noticed, Shoemaker had suffered a stroke and severe brain damage and died the next day. Uh, in February 2019, Shoemaker's family filed a lawsuit against Vanderbilt under deposition. Dr. Edwards admitted that she had not followed Vanderbilt policy requiring verification of central line placement and that she was unaware that any such policies existed. She also testified that she had previously placed between 50 and 100 central venous catheters while unsupervised which is also a violation of Vanderbilt policy. Uh, the attending physician, Dr. Addison May, attested in a chart note that he was, quote, personally present throughout the procedure, but was not. Um, also, radiologist uh, Dr. William Laxton admitted he had misinterpreted the film of a portable x-ray he had taken of Ms. Shoemaker and incorrectly reported the central line was properly placed. The death certificate completed by Vanderbilt assistant professor, Dr. Eli Zimmerman, who testified in Redonda Wright's trial, uh, falsely certified that Ms. Shoemaker died a natural death. Brian, 
Would you like to guess how many of the doctors involved in that case lost their license or are no longer um, practicing medicine? I just got to stop. <laughs> so um, now again, do not mistake what I'm saying here. I think, you know, th there does need to be accountability to a standpoint. Of course, of course. These medical areas, errors and things like that. But to to charge a nurse criminally, to have a woman now looking at three to six years in prison um, when you are, when you clearly have issues at your medical center, where you are clearly treating doctors differently than you are treating nurses, it shows that the entire system is fucked up, but yet you're going to bring everything down on this one woman. And hold on a second, if I can play devil's advocate for a moment. Of course. If you have drawn the line of incompetence and you said no more, we are no longer going to allow this to happen and look the other way. We are now going to start holding our people accountable equally. And this happens to be the first case post-policy change. I am all in favor of it. You take on a massive responsibility. And keep in mind, Ron, let's not forget, as I mentioned earlier, I am going through a personal... And I'm just kidding. Um, I was just going to I was just going to be an asshole, but I don't want to be an asshole because that's that's actually serious. But you take on a massive responsibility when you become a doctor, you take on a massive responsibility when you become a nurse um, and a, a certified nursing aide that comes with a, a, an increased level of diligence mm -hmm. that you have to take on to conduct the day to day activities of your job. If this hospital is saying we demand excellence from our people and we are not going to allow people um, to die under our care because our people were careless and that starts now, I'm okay with this. Right. If they are singling her out and tomorrow somebody passes away under their medical care and they look the other way on that, then I have a problem because absolutely you need to hold people to an equal standard right. across the board. Right. But exactly. if you're going to let everyone, if you're going to let these nine people, it sounded like you read about 12 of them. If you're going to let these 12 people go free, Muscles in Nursing, was that the uh, TikTok account name? Yes. It was Muscles in Nursing. Muscles, muscles in Nursing. Next time, instead of doing the three minute video, can you please help my poor podcast out and keep it to five examples? Ron is only allowed five examples, and then we need to move on. All um, right. But all joking aside, if, um, if, if they're going to let incompetence continue and people to die, then this woman needs to go free. If they are going to hold all their staff to a high level of, uh, or, or to the standard that family members are expecting their loved ones to be cared for, then I think um, that she also, I mean, if she's telling you know the cops, I let somebody die, I killed someone, I became complacent, I was not giving 100%, um, yeah, I, I, I think that there has to be some consequences to this. But again, her, the, the consequences, is, I mean, she's lost her job. She's lost her medical license. So she won't People die. Somebody life. died because of this. So she lost her license. She can still get a job at Walmart. Somebody died because of that. Family members were absolutely destroyed because of an unnecessary death. And you're looking for sympathy for her because she lost her license? I, I'm, no, I'm not looking for sympathy. My now, had she, is, excuse me, wait, wait, I'm, I'm talking. Hold on. I'm talking. Hold on one second. Now, if she lost her driver's license and was not able to be an Uber driver 
or a DoorDash delivery person, then I can understand you being upset because we know you love your Uber Eats. We know you love your DoorDash. So uh, LaRonda, LaDonta Wright? Redonda Wright. Redonda Wright. She would not be able to work in the suburban Philadelphia market delivering you and your wife cookies at 1130 at night when you have a, a, a sweet tooth hankering. My point being is I, I'm not looking for sympathy for her. My point being is, is she made a mistake in the point of doing her job. Yes, so of course. She, now she has lost that job. She can't do that job again. Is it fair to raise it to the point of a criminal offense? Yes. You know why? Because once she lose, once she starts to lose this job and she takes her next job as a delivery person for Walmart Groceries Plus Premier in suburban Philadelphia, she's going to start delivering you the wrong groceries. And that's going to be your beef of the week. Anyway, uh, so her lawyers have already stated she will file an appeal. People are already asking for clemency for her. They are asking for the Texas Nursing Board to be investigated now. Uh, so I don't think this... Uh, this story will end anytime soon. I thought this was in South Carolina. This was in Tennessee. Vanderbilt is in Tennessee. It's in Nashville. So what does Texas have to do with this? What, when did we talk about Texas? You just said the Texas Board of Health. I said the Tennessee Board of, of Nur Tennessee Nursing Board. People, can I get a vote on that? I swore I heard Texas. Somebody, please chime in. Did Ron just say Texas? But this time's gotta stop. No Fuckers. <laughs> They're all quiet. They're silent. God damn it. Anyway, Brian. Swore uh, I heard you say Texas. That's uh, my one, correction for next week. There you go. One one quick uh, COVID story this week, Brian. I understand that there is a uh, there is a vaccine mandate update for New York City. Can you oh. update us on what this is? I will make this quick because I know time is of the essence. We spent a very long time talking about um, how your your flight was delayed getting to you and how it ruined your day. And that was your beef of the week because, you know, important things were really flying. Um, so New York City um, baseball season is going to be starting in another week or two. Um, the basketball season is winding down as we start heading into playoff season. Hello. Thank you very much. Suck it, Ron. Suck it deep. Suck it fast. Suck it sloppily. All over. You said Texas. You son of a bitch. Anyway, so um, suddenly sports are now becoming a little bit more on the radar in New York City. Um, uh, as, as, as loyal fans of the show know, um, basketball player Kyrie Irving of the, of the Brooklyn Nets um, is, uh, has, has failed to show any proof of COVID vaccination. Um, therefore, he has not been allowed to play home games in New York City which requires employees of private companies um, uh, uh, to have uh, to require that um, workers who show up uh, be able to show proof of vaccination. So Kyrie Irving has not been allowed to play at um, in uh, at home games. He has been able to play um, uh, uh, on road games, but not home. Baseball season is starting. There are allegedly players on both the Mets and Yankees who are unvaccinated. Um, this mandate that New York City put through about a, maybe two months ago would have forced unvaccinated baseball players to not be able to play home games, despite the fact that vaccine mandates have been waived for uh, attendees of the baseball. So what did New York do? New York sat there and said, um, 
be kind and rewind. Um, New York has waived the uh, uh, vaccine mandate for private employers, for athletes, for performers, for members of the entertainment world, simply so that our baseball season can be unimpeded, so our um, basketball season can go into the playoffs. But there were employees of private employers who were fired, who lost their job just as recently as, as two months ago because they were unvaccinated, but we're going to bend the rules for athletes. Fuck Mayor Adams. Bullshit. All right. If you're going to waive it, drop it for everyone. But right. don't give me this bullshit that because an athlete um, uh, uh, is going to, to to make the team some money and uh, uh, draw attention to your city that you're going to waive it. We're, we, you know how we were talking earlier, equal rules for everyone? Right. There's another example another of how the, example. the rules don't apply to everybody equally anymore. And I and I and it will it upsets me whenever I see it. All right. And I'm pro vaccine. I'm, I'm pro vaccine mandate. No, no, actually, no. I'm not pro vaccine mandate. I'm pro vaccine. There you go. Important correction. Uh, well, we can't do a New York City story without doing a Philadelphia story. Uh, tragedy in Philly earlier this week uh, when an accident on the shoulder of I-95 Monday night. Uh, took the lives of two Pennsylvania state troopers, Brandon Siska and Martin Mack III, um, along with pedestrian Reyes Rivera Oliveras. Um, Shame. They were struck by a drunk driver by the name of Jayana Tanay Webb, age 21. Uh, apparently, uh, the troopers had pulled uh, Ms. Webb over uh, initially on I-95, and then they had received a call from uh, 911. Apparently, a number of people were calling about uh, Reyes uh, walking nothing, along the shoulder of an I-95. Uh, this is kind of a sad story. Reyes had just arrived in the country from uh, Puerto Rico, had flown into Philadelphia International Airport, uh, had no transportation after arriving in the country, and was going to walk from Philadelphia International Airport to Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, which is, I mean, it's an hour drive. So uh, he was going to walk. He was going to walk. So uh, he was apparently walking up I-95. The troopers left Ms. Webb to uh, check on him. She attempted to drive away and in doing so uh, struck the troopers SUV and all three individuals, uh, all of them pronounced dead on the scene. So she has been arrested um, and charged with 18 felony counts. Um, and, uh, one thing people started to notice was some of her comments on social media, uh, which back in January of this year, uh, she commented on Twitter that if you ask me, I'm the best drunk driver ever. Uh, no. and then in February, uh, she tweeted, uh, why did the liquor store close so early along with a frowning emoji? Um, so obviously mm. she has been roasted on Twitter, but uh, more importantly, uh, she will be, uh, again, charged with 18 counts, including two counts of manslaughter of a law enforcement officer. So uh, I feel, uh, well, she's pretty much ruined her life. So uh, she Well, she killed people. Again, right. Ron, you're worrying about the people that committed the crime. You're worrying about how I mean, she's ruined her. You just about. said she's ruined her life. But what about the people she killed who don't have a life to ruin anymore? You're salty. You're very salty you're, today. No, you're, you're, you're. Because of the corrections. I'm sorry, Ron. Corrected, and I you, get that, and I apologize, and I won't go on vacation again. How is that, Brian? You're rusty, Ron. You're rusty because you're worrying about the oppressors. 
Ron never used to be a bootlicker, but now you're worrying about the oppressors. You're worrying about the murderers. Oh, their life can't be go back to where it was before because they killed innocent people. Well, I guess all we can do is do uh, celebrity obituaries real quick, Brian. Um, Speaking of people dying. Stephen Wilhite, uh, creator of the GIF, uh, died last week at the age of 74, dying from COVID. COVID's still killing people out there. And uh, so he uh, he had worked on uh, creating the GIF, or I didn't realize this is what this stood for, graphics interchange format. Yes. So he apparently created it while he was. And also it's a GIF, not a GIF. I prefer GIF, I have to admit. Everyone says it's pronounced Jeff, but it is a Jeff. Um, so he passed away. Uh, Keith Martin, R&B singer, passing away at the age of 55 at his uh, his residence in the Philippines. Um, I don't believe a cause of death has been announced yet, uh, but apparently uh, building workers uh, found his body after they were alerted by his neighbors of a foul smell emanating from his home. Uh, officials estimating that he could have been dead for upwards of a week. Uh, But obviously the biggest loss this week, uh, Taylor Hawkins, uh, drummer for the Foo Fighters, uh, passing away uh, shortly before the group was to play in Columbia at the age of 50. Um, Mm -hmm. Also previously uh, toured with uh, Alanis Morissette. Um, Shocking death, uh, great drummer, uh, great band. Um, you know, we're hearing dribs and drabs come in um, of reports as to what the cause might have been. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know that we want to talk about anything until there's any official reports as to what it may have been. Oh, Ron, you, 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 you've you been trying to get us to sympathize for murderers for the past hour. And now you're now you're going to fucking come come bring some level of sensitivity to this. <laughs> Apparently there was drug paraphernalia found throughout his hotel room opioids um uh cocaine and heroin i believe some kind of pills maybe also um uh let so so the colombian officials are basically setting the plate that this was a drug overdose we will uh um obviously we are depending uh, we're just passing along information that um the trusted entertainment source the new york post has published on their website so obviously we have no firsthand information on it um we did have firsthand information earlier about um, the disruption to the Bahamian airspace by the <laughs> visit from the royals. So um, uh, that we can say was uh, uh, coming from a, uh, a firsthand source. This is obviously, um, you know, a story that is still in, uh, uh, you know, in uh, in the news. Um, things may change. It can go into directions. It is very possible that Taylor Hawkins was on an airplane that was supposed to land in the Bahamas and instead was rerouted to Colombia. Um, well, he was so, at the uh, Four Seasons in Bogota. So I don't think he was on a plane. And if you're in Bogota, I don't know why you would just automatically assume that drugs may have been involved. Wow, Ron. I never thought you would make um, such a slanderous comment. Sorry. I mean, I did watch Narco seasons one, two, and three, so I'm very shocked that you would you would sit there and talk about Bogota, Colombia, and uh, with, and, and make a cocaine reference. Really I mean, disappointed. You are pretty much an expert. Another in, in uh, what? I'm yeah. an expert in what? You're an expert on drugs because you watch Narcos. Oh, I am. Yes. 
Uh, good point from Billy. Still not one single point claimed in the 2022 Ron and Brian death pool. We are, what are we now? We are the worst. We are the worst away. this year. We are four days away from the end of the first quarter of 2022, and no one has claimed uh, anything, any points. And we've had a number of significant high-profile deaths in the first yes. three months of the year, uh, and nothing. Nothing at all. So I put Dave Grohl on my list this year. Who would have thought? I got the wrong drummer. You were so you were so close. Uh, yet so far, uh, any yeah, additional just... stories on the list that you'd like to uh, to to follow up on? Should we uh, should we do the update on the uh, the Oklahoma Democrat we spoke about a few months back? Um, um, some of you uh, may remember. There's two Abby. stories I'd like to do. Do th- right. this one, and then let's do the impromptu comic. Oh yeah. So, uh, so Abby Broyles, she was a candidate for Oklahoma's fifth congressional uh, district. Uh, we had talked about how she had gone over to a friend's house who was uh, hosting girls for a sleepover. Uh, she became, uh, she became, uh, I guess, uh, intoxicated. Uh, she called one girl an acne fucker, called another girl a Hispanic fucker, called yet another girl a judgy fucker. Uh, so she's got like one trick pony with with the curses. Um, and then also allegedly vomited into a laundry basket as well as a girl's shoe. That's one of our, our favorite uh, one of our favorite stories of the year. Vomiting uh, in the shoe? Yes. Uh, that well, question, do you think she vomited in the shoe or do you think she just vomited and some of it landed in the shoe? I think she probably threw up on the floor and there happened to be a shoe there. Would be Got my- it. Same thing with the laundry basket. I don't think she intended to throw up in the laundry basket. I think she just threw up again on the floor. There was a laundry basket there. Anyway, got it. She released, uh, sent out a press release on Thursday, announcing that she is withdrawing her candidacy, uh, citing a combination of uh, factors, including gerrymandering, uh, recent events, and salacious right wing clickbait. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's blaming gerrymandering, <laughs> not the vo- I vomited in a in a child's shoe after calling them a Hispanic fucker. Yeah, and also what uh, the it's, f- not, what? it's not right wing clickbait. Everybody clicked on this. We're, we're not. I clicked wing. on it. We fucking enjoyed this story to the fullest. I clicked on the same story multiple times just to reread the article. That's <laughs> how much I fucking love this story. Just to give it clout. And yes, and our our final uh, story, uh, and I think uh, a lot of people uh, saw this. There was a uh, apparently on uh, midweek last week at the AMC Burbank 16, there was an issue with a showing of the Lost Island. I believe the movie was. Um, and is that the it- uh, is that the comedy trio with Andy Samberg from Saturday Night <laughs> Live when they did um, that would be uh, the Lonely Island Sunday morning. <laughs> I think the Lost Island is Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Oh, is that the one where um, she's the um, uh, a hard-headed executive, and he is her assistant, who um, uh, you know is uh, you know really has is as a heart of gold, but she forces him into a marriage for um, uh, a citizenship. And, I think um, uh, you are thinking of the movie The Proposal, and just the fact that you know the storyline of that movie makes me very concerned for you. It's actually a cute movie. Go fuck yourself. Betty White was in that movie. I may have seen that in the theaters. And Craig T. Nelson was in it too. He played. He played. uh, uh, He played the father. He did. Yes, he did. And uh, Mary Steenberger. 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 Who's taking notes on this, people? He just (laughs) said Mary Steenberger. 
Um, Craig T. Nelson, which is ironic, he's been playing the father since the 1970s. <laughs> Pretty much. Like yeah. he is I, I I don't I would love to go through his IMDB page. IMDDBB page. Um, I would like to go through his IMDB Ugh, Maybe fucker, you can go through his AMSR page as well. Fuck you. Um <laughs> I believe he's. I believe he started off playing the father in his acting career. He was probably nineteen at the time, yeah. but he already had like you know, kind of like you know, his hair was already sliding away, and uh, he was the father yeah. across the board. He was coach anyway. Uh, so uh, theater projector is not working. Uh, so this woman, Tiffany <clears throat> King, decides to. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. I gotta. I gotta have credit to that joke. Um, Mary Mary Steenberger married to Ted Branson. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so Tiffany King, uh, who is a, uh, hold on, let me find the description. She refers to herself as a professional psychic medium, a self-proclaimed momic, and recent winner of Celebrity Dating Game, uh, and also a burgeoning stand-up. Uh, she decided to do an impromptu stand-up set in front of oh. people while they waited. Uh, apparently, uh, it was horrible. Uh, she apparently used... Uh, some very racist uh, accents in her act, uh, and people just uh, thought it was just very painful. Um, and but she is referring to it now as a victory against misogyny. Because what does misogyny have to do with this? I'm not exactly sure. Tiffany King, sure. if you have not watched this video, Google Tiffany King. T i f f a n y k i n g. This woman decides in the middle of a crowded movie theater <clears throat> that she's just going to run up to the front and start doing a uh, 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 a stand-up act. Atrocious. Um, the gall of this woman to sit there and think to herself, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to entertain everyone. Terrible. Um, she deserved to have been booed way more than she was. Um, entertain yourself with that one, folks. Yes. She apparently also did a little bit of opera while she was up there. Um, just, uh, yeah, just, uh, oof, oof. Yeah, watch the video. Now, at any point, did she do any TikTok dances while she was up there? I don't believe so. I think she probably would have uh, had a much greater reception um, if she had. Good point. Very good point. Um, anything else, Ron? Well, well first good. off, I would just want to say this to you. Yes. It's great having you back. It's um, to be back. Thank you. Last week, uh, I was uh, forced to do a show all by myself. Um, I volunteered for it, so you can't say that I was forced. I yep. decided, um, given the opportunity to either skip the show or to do a, um, do it by myself, I said, "You know what? Let me let me give uh, let me give it a shot. Let me do it by myself." Um, you know, I, I believe I did way better than I was expecting I was going to, and at the same time, um, please do me a favor and never do that to me again. Um, <laughs> This show is so much better when you're here. The show is more enjoyable. Um, it uh, uh, it's uh, uh, it, it gave me a genuine sense of what you bring to the table, and not just the fifty one percent, but um, the ability to you know have a second viewpoint, the ability um, to have somebody correct you when you've gone um, too far off the rails and whatnot. So um, uh, I genuinely mean this, sir. Next time you go on vacation. Please make sure that um, you leave Monday morning and you're back by Saturday night. 
I will, I will do my best. And thank you for, for keeping the show going and for your, your contributions last week. It was a fantastic episode. Um, speaking of TikTok, if you are not following us on the Ron and Brian podcast on TikTok, head on over to TikTok, follow us. We do some clips uh, from the show on there. At some point, I'm sure we'll maybe do some original content for that. Sure. And also, uh, TikTok apparently is going to be rolling out 10-minute videos uh, in the upcoming months, which I think is just uh, perfect. Uh, as you know, we used to keep this week in racism to a tight 10 minutes. Should sure. we bring this week in racism back as a TikTok exclusive? No, but uh, but also keep in mind, and the people who work at TikTok should know, I only require two minutes and 30 seconds of videos to finish. So it's not, I don't really need a 10 minute video. The last seven and a half minutes are totally wasted. Valid point. Valid point. All right. Well, we are going to get ready for After Dark. It is starting in about 19, excuse me, 18 minutes. Um, this will be our pajama party where we uh, allow our listeners to join us. You too can join us by going to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand side uh, to become a patron, and uh, we can get you that link if you want to join at the bronze level or higher, $10 a month or more. Again, we funnel all that money back in the podcast into making this the best podcast it can be. So we will see our podcast, folks, uh, shortly. We're looking forward to that. Brian, anything additional for this week before we cut out of here? It's nice to have you back is really all I can say. Well, it's good to be back, my friend. Uh, looking forward to next week's episode. Looking forward to After Dark. The big uh, 200 we, next week. 200 next next week, week, we will be doing our 200th episode. Unbelievable. Who would have thunk it? Well, make sure you join us then. Uh, Patreon folks, we will see you shortly. Everyone else, have a great week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again.